Cool. Um, but yeah, otherwise we can talk about... Um, oh, you're already recording. Cool. I already hit record. Otherwise we can talk about one of our cello topics if we feel like we're... I saw... I was just looking. In the need of that. So... We Maybe. talk about whatever we want to talk about. Because <laughs> we can. It was great. You can tell it's been a while. Uh, been final a while. thing. This should probably go out next week. I'm thinking a week from then. A week from then. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Okay. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the John Chi Show. We're back. Finally. Hooray. Uh, Gosh, it's been a long time and also maybe not that long. I don't know. I don't know what time it is. It does feel like it's been a long time, to be honest. (laughs) Even though we've chatted a little bit, we just haven't recorded. So It feels like one of the longer breaks that we've taken. And it was a little bit unexpected, like an unexpected length of break. Even though it hasn't been that long, it feels like it's been a long time. yeah, I think it's just like the weirdness of the summer, but uh, I don't know. What about you, it's listeners? Have you been missing weirdly us? hot? Weird, <laughs> weirdly hot. Yeah, time <laughs> slows down the hotter it gets. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's good to be back and good to be hanging out with you, our listeners. Uh, for any new listeners, we are the Johnsy Show. My name is KJ. With me is Patrick and Nathan, and we call ourselves the Johnsy Show. Why, Patrick? Because Janchi in Korean means to feast, and we feast on our stories and the experiences of other Korean adoptees to sustain ourselves and this show. We have to feast on those things, and then at the end of the show, we actually feast on physical items, or we snack. Namely, on. food items, not just yeah. like we don't, not just nomin on a keyboard or anything. <laughs> it's not just mukbang. Sometimes you just you sometimes you just grab something and you put it in your mouth, and that's what happens. You got a munch on. It's fine. Paper is edible. Yeah. But that's why we do it, because we are Korean adoptees, and we do biodegradable things on the show. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. Um, Yeah, everybody likes that name that you have to explain two left turns through to finally get the meeting. I've actually had to explain John Chi a couple times recently, so... um, There you go. How did those interactions go? Almost exactly like what you just said. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I mean, it is. I mean, the word... The, but the only two places I know that word other than our show is is Doljanchi and Janchi Noodles. So <laughs> Janchi Noodles. I mean, Janchi Noodles. There, I mean, is there another one? Uh, is there another usage that we've ever seen it? Yeah, it's Janchi Show. That's the third usage. <laughs> that's that the is main a, there's usage. only three. Yeah. yeah. And that's the main one. And that's totally the main one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, but it's been been a while. Uh Patrick, you went to Korea. We actually, I guess the thing, I think the last time we officially recorded together, you were in Korea. I was in Korea. And then I had a bonus episode come out. And then, yeah. So welcome back on air to the United States of America, Patrick. Um, When you reflect on like something that really stands out from your Korea trip, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, God. Um, the fact that I okay, we're already getting into <laughs> what do I want to talk about on air territory? Um, leave that in. Leave that part in. Um, the fact that I okay, 
You don't want to talk about it, but you're willing to talk, talk about, about it. I'm going to talk about it. So I, the day before I left for Korea, I was packing my backpack and I looked in this drawer in my desk and my adoption file was in this drawer. So I grabbed it and I was like, you know what? I was shaking it in my hand and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to like go there. Like, I don't know when I'm going to be back. Like, I might as well try it out. See what happens. I'm not going to tell nobody. By try it out, you mean? By try it out, I mean like do something with the file. Like, I didn't know exactly what I was. I was going to do. I was going to go. I'm like, I'll go. (laughs) Essentially, I was going to go to Holt, but I was like, I didn't say it in so many words. You were like, I don't know if I'm about to hire a skywriter. I don't know if I'm going to like blow it up into a 20 by 24 and like plaster it on a billboard. I had no idea what I was going to do. It could have been any of those things. Um, (laughs) But it was, and so I did that. And so... The first thing that stands out in my mind is that interaction. So I went to Holt and actually, you know what? You will all be able to read about it in eight months when I finish this book that I'm writing because the the conclusion of this will be in this book. But suffice it to say, I came back from Korea and the thing that I think about most about this whole trip is a really general thing, but also very specific is this loss of history that we have as adoptees. Yeah. And like, that's something I've really been like grappling with a lot and trying to just process through because my experience at Holt, while pretty standard, I would say amongst the stories that you have when you hear about people going back to these agencies, it just really brought to the forefront that loss or that lack that I personally have. And that I think a lot of us experience if we can't enter into reunion and get some answers and how inaccessible it seems and probably will be for a lot of us and then specifically myself, regardless of the outcome of the journey that you all be able to read about in my book whenever that comes out. (laughs) Slow Mm -hmm. plug for the book. In in eventually, plus or minus eight months. Plus or minus eight months. Um, (laughs) Probably plus. I mean, honestly, though, like when I think about the trip, like that's where my mind goes almost instantly because so many things happened. And I can think, I think about all of these things and I've really not had time to process because when I came back, a lot of stuff happened. And when I think about it, like this is just something I feel like I've been hung up on and I'm getting ready to start my therapy journey or I'm trying to start it. And I think this is something that's been on my mind and something I really want to talk about with a therapist is like, Mm -hmm. I I really need to get at the root of this a little bit more. This sense of loss. Yeah, and okay. spe- specifically with that history, like you can't yeah. even look back on, I can't even look at who my parents were, or who their parents were. Like, there's no direct line. When I have to, when I talk about my ancestors, I have to talk about all of Korea. Yeah, like because the whole there's con- no, yeah, the, yeah, there's no other way to talk about it because I don't have that specific direct line I can look at, and that's just been messing me up. And thinking about that and everything that I guess is associated with it. And so when I think about my trip, that's what I've been thinking about a lot is that's, that that's the first feeling. thing that comes up in your mind. Yes, mm-hmm. I is. guess. I guess. No, I guess if it's a feeling that that definitely makes sense. If yeah, you just yeah, say like, yeah. If somebody says, how was Korea? <laughs> and you're just like, hello, Han, how are you? you 100%. Percent. And it's, it's just some like, deep I don't want to sure. I don't want to explain all of this. So for sure. But it, I mean, I'm just just to be fully transparent and honest, like when I think about this trip at all and again, like I have not had a, a lot of time to sit and process my own trip and like my yeah. own feelings coming out of it because so many other things have been going on. That is the thing. That's where my mind goes is like mm-hmm. this very broad, like not so great, terrible concept that I'm thinking about. But I like, just like, I can't, 
I think about it like at least once a day. It's so like my mind goes there and I'm thinking about that. And I'm thinking about the emotions and all the feelings that are coming with it. So yeah, just being honest. Was that, was that done the first week? Cause you were there for two weeks, one week by yourself and then second week for Ica. But was that trip to Holt done the first week? So it was actually done the second week, which was okay. a huge mistake because it was then <laughs> when I was not one train stop away, but like 45 train stops away. So, um, I, again, going back to what I was thinking about I was going to do, I was like, I'm just going to show up at Holt, and I'm just going to go there whenever I'm ready to go there. And so the first week, I really was like, I was just living. Everything just I really wanted yeah. to just do that I couldn't do in October, I feel like I did in that first week, which is just really get to exist and just be on my own yeah. and walk around. Um, but it wasn't until the second week that the whole trip happened. Hmm. So, and it was at the end of the second week too. So I only, it was it happened on Thursday and I left on Monday. Oh yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so it was the end of the conference yeah. and then you yeah. were just like, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Yeah. Um, Nathan, I'm, I'm curious just to pivot here for a second. How, what's your experience been like with the concept of Han and Las? Uh, because mm-hmm. obviously you've been an adoptee your whole life, but for new listeners, you are in reunion with, uh, a large part of your family. Um, so yeah, what's what's been your experience and hearing Patrick's like very recent memory of going back to Korea and, and going through that? Like what's your kind of experience with yeah, with with Hunt? Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's that's a good question because I was thinking of uh reflections while he was talking about um you know looking for any information or any connection or or anything like that i thought about well i have a connection and i have reunion but yet i still have loss mm. i still have similar feelings and even now that i'm in reunion um just because i have um you know the the contacts for my brothers and sisters um i don't still have any photos of me before i was 3 months old mm. i don't have you know, the communication between my family and I is very limited. So it's hard to even ask questions though, you know, Hey, what do you remember when I was, you know, given up or when, you know, things like that, like the conversations that I have now with my family are very, um, you know, present. They're very like, Oh, this is what I'm doing now. This is, you know, what my family is doing now. None of it really is anything about the past, nothing about, mm. um, how they were raised or how, um, you know, feelings that they had, um, when they thought of me or because they, they did think of me because my oldest sister, for those who haven't listened to the, uh, episode one, my oldest sister had her, her first son 10 days after me. And so they always would think of me when they celebrated his birthday, um, because it was just 10 days apart. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I just, I wonder sometimes in my mind what they're thinking, um, or if they even have questions about you know, any of that stuff in the past. Cause I still have a few questions. I just really don't even know how to ask them, uh, sometimes. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. So I, I still have a, a loss of history, a loss of just knowing anything, even really about my parents. Right. Um, even though I have a picture of them, uh, I don't really know much about how they were, who they were. Um, I, you know, I know a little tidbits here and there, but, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's still difficult. And again, I sometimes feel too prying when I like, like, should I ask these deep, dark questions? Mm, sure. You know? Well, I you mean, were trying to be mindful of their feelings. Yeah. And, you know? 
they're because I can tell you don't they, know what a cultural faux pas is yeah, in right, Korean right, right, culture. Right. So you're like, am I about to step in something? That- <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah. So that's why I, I, lately it's just been limited to, like I said, photos of current events and and uh, um, just things that uh, you know that we can kind of talk about, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think it still speaks to this inaccessibility of it, like our direct lineage. Like I hear people talk about, oh, well, my family came from this region and spoke this dialect and before the split, you know, before like it was a North and a South and all of this. And it's just like, man, I wish I had that. You know, yeah. and it fucking sorry, it sucks. Like, yeah. think we got about that e, it. And, it's fine. Yeah, and like <laughs> I've just been, <laughs> I've just been really hung up on that for since since that that since that trip, and it's yeah. just been like something I really got to like work through and 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 process more and think about. So it helps to just talk about it out loud and to hear your experience, Nathan, and you know anybody who might share. But also is one of the reasons that I step back from sharing more personally on Instagram too is just because I don't know, this is all like way deeper. It's all stuff that I thought I'd already come to terms with. And it's just like realizing, I think I've just been talking about this stuff and I'm not really at this point and I need to get to this point before I can talk about it anymore. Yeah. And you know, so it's just like being hung up on it like that. I feel like is the first time that I've really felt that since I first entered or came to consciousness and started this journey. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it reminds me of, um, this episode of straight white American Jesus I listened to where someone was like, wrote like a one woman play or it was either like that, or like maybe also did stand up or something about like kind of their experience growing up in an evangelical church and then leaving that. And so Mm. I'm poking fun at that, but it was like kind of therapeutic, but then also it was like, well, this is how I need to like process this. And then it got to a point where if I'm remembering the podcast correctly, they were like, I need to maybe pause because I think I actually need to like, it's gotten to a place where I need to really sit down like with myself, with a therapist and like work through it until I can talk about it again. And I think that that's, that's pretty natural because like, I think for us, since we like entered this phase of our uh, identity work like three years ago, there just was no language. And so in our own ways, just listen by listening to people and then by practicing speaking to each other and others um like we give ourselves language right so i think there is like the language acts as a oh it's so nice to be able to explain how i'm feeling but then eventually the feelings catch up and you're like oh god this is what i'm feeling and then you need like new language because it's all just feeling all the time it's like you're a baby again and right you you don't have words you just have an explosion of feeling and it just Mm -hmm. comes out as crying Yeah, well, that's I was actually having a conversation earlier today as as of this recording about how I really haven't read yet the uh, an account of an experience from another adoptee that articulates what I've felt and I've been feeling since coming back and what I felt over there. And it's not that I don't think people have experienced something similar. I know people have. I just haven't seen someone share it in that way. Yeah. And like you said, you know, trying to find language, like it feels like I'm really struggling to find the words to put to it, to even describe it. Because Mm -hmm. the only way I really can right now is just pure anger. I feel like it's been like a lot of just anger. And I've like found ways to kind of release it, but I can tell I've been a little bit more irritable. And also, like, I've got 
like officially diagnosed with like at least a low grade anxiety by my doctor, which is another revelation I had in Korea. So like I'm trying to like deal with that and realizing what how that is affecting and influencing my mood and my emotions and things. But I'm also just like, I don't know, it just feels like I'm in this strange no place, yeah. you know, <laughs> like when <laughs> you first kind of yeah. enter, it's just like there's like, I don't know, like can first come to consciousness is so much and it's like I'm trying to catch up. And right now it feels like I've run off the map and there is no map. And I know that there is somewhere. I just have to find it. And I don't know where I'm yeah. finding it yet yeah. or where to even look at the moment. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hear you even wrestling with like, <laughs> well, okay. Two things. Um, coming to consciousness, uh, which is your uh, post-apocalyptic language, uh, which is our trying to consider what's a different way of saying coming out of the yeah. fog. <laughs> yes. And it, <laughs> it reminds me like, and this is something that I, I am interested in talking about later with kind of uh, like what we want to see in like media representation. But mm. it, <laughs> it's funny because like, it feels like since, since you were saying like, yeah, I just don't feel like I've heard or read anyone express what I've expressed, <laughs> even though I know so many people have, have experienced this coming back from their home country and whatever. It's, it's like, Imagine two Neanderthals <laughs> trying to talk about like how to start a fire, except they don't have any language and they also can't see each other, but like mm. they can hear each other. And she's like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. but that's like, that's what our community is doing. I think that's why like this podcast and others like it exist is to try to help us find some language so we can speak just like a little bit more intelligently about, this explosion of emotions that we feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also find others that have similar feelings or stories, or like you said, the, the language to express maybe someday Patrick, you'll, you'll hear from somebody maybe in his book yeah. that's right, coming right, right. out in eight yeah. plus months. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> now <take>. that you're <laughs> explaining how you're kind of feeling, but not, you know, really, you know, how to express it. Maybe someone's going to go, I have that same feeling. I don't know how to express it, but anger is probably the first thing that I, that uh, I think of as well. But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to to hear. I mean, the more stories, even you know, like we said, we've been doing this for three years, but we still hear stories from from people. When we, I mean, I'm sure you heard a lot of news stories when you went to Ica. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, on that topic, how was Ica in relation to um, to this this parallel of you also trying to um, you know discover a little more about your story? Yeah, it was it was great. I really did enjoy the conference as a whole. Um, and it just coincided with, you know, I think honestly, okay, it just coincided with like all of these emotional breakthroughs. I called mm -hmm. it a break. I had like a breakdown essentially yeah. on on Wednesday, the second week. <laughs> Something and broke. I reframed it <laughs> as a breakthrough because mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is what okay. I was thinking about anxiety and like really trying to reflect on like, why the hell what crying for four straight hours <laughs> immediately after waking up like what is wrong with me um Nothing. i think that it just <laughs> coincided with all of that happening and i think yeah. if the conference had the conference happened in the first week i think my experience would have been profoundly different with mm -hmm. the conference and also like i was just i did drink a lot and i i think i was doing a lot of coping in not maybe the most healthy ways mm-hmm and especially because I felt like I had this freedom to just be and exist there in a way that I did not have the first time. I think I overcompensated a little bit. And then in the conference, like 
I did bond with a with a core group of people, adoptees that were there, some adoptees who lived there and other adoptees who didn't. And like we just formed a really strong bond and that helped pull me through. Uh hanging out with Rick Allen really helped me. Like when I was at my lowest, he was the person I was able to turn to to walk with me, talk with me, like the dude is just amazing. Like shout out Rick Allen a million times. Um he like literally saved my life uh while i was out there um it's so so yes so i ica was i thought ran really well um for having been off for four years going through a leadership change like what they needed to do i thought they did and i thought they executed as best as you possibly could Mm -hmm. and uh, i also ran two sessions i presented with liz I presented with Liz Kleinrock for a friend and former guest of the show. And then I did a panel with a few friends, Amanda Cho, um, Sana Laborn was also there. She was on the panel. Shout out to her and Liz for also submitting these things and creating them. I just like, put my name on it. Let me help you. <laughs> Let me be a part of it. Um, but those moments were great. Like, Presenting with Liz, I've never seen Liz like in her element like this in person, and it was really awesome. Like she's fantastic, and the way that she just talked about what we were talking about, which is cultivating space for adoptive voices from like teaching children perspective, mm-hmm. was really really powerful. Um, and then I presented, and I thought I did okay, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the and then at the panel on Saturday with Sana and Amanda and then Sean Hardwick. He is, he heads up the Australian adoptee organization. Super dope. Super cool guy. Uh, somebody I came away with, with like a strong friendship. I feel like, um, I got super emotional on that panel. So like when I think about Ica, I think about how it was a chance for me (laughs) to go through everything that I've gone through on the show again and essentially just be <laughs> reprocessing, but then in front of people and like, I guess what I would consider a professional setting because it's like, you know, you're up there presenting in front of a group of like 50 people. They're yeah. all adoptees and like shout out to them for asking some really vulnerable, really impactful questions because that really got to me. And that was really where the meat of the emotion came from also built off the back of everything that happened on Wednesday, everything that happened with Holt, you know, like everything that happened in my own presentation before that, like all of this stuff was just happening in the background. And again, because I'm presenting, I'm at a conference, I'm meeting new people and hanging out with people. I didn't really have time to process any of this. I just experienced it. And then I went like, you know, and even like with Rick, it was a process, you know, with my other friends, it was a process to come out of that funk. But it it was just really to like it was like a it was kind of like a band-aid. Like it was mm-hmm. healing, but it wasn't a solution. It just got me to the next point. And I'm so thankful for these for my friends for helping me get to these points. And it also helped me get to the realization of I got a lot of shit that I gotta work on if with myself when it yeah. comes to all of these things. And so that's a really long answer to your question of how was the conference? I thought that overall the conference was really good. Um, I love the community based events that they held at the beginning where it was less about programs, less about structure, more about get to know you hang out with each other, find your people. I felt like that definitely happened in those first few days. And then 
Wednesday was the research symposium, which I really wanted to go to. So when I come on and do more conversations on the show or whatever, I'm like, oh, let me pull this fact and this fact and this thing. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm just having an emotional breakthrough and I can't go. <laughs> I can't be in a room more than two people. So um, and then it was all programs on the back end. But it was always centered around community, I felt mm-hmm. like, and a real emphasis on engaging with each other. So that way, again, like Khan, like we talked about, what I really loved about Khan was like when you go home, you don't feel like, oh, I'm going back to isolation. Mm-hmm. It's like you can go and you leave with these new connections that hopefully you forged over this time and you don't feel so isolated or alone. And yeah. so I thought I thought Ica did a great job of that on a global scale, whereas Khan was, you know, more centered in the U.S. specifically. But I thought overall it was a good conference. I would go back again, would present again if they'd have me, yada, yada, yada. Hmm. Great. How many people were there? I, I heard that there was a lot. I know more than Khan, but um, I know. Yeah, I think it was 450 wow. attendees or at least adoptees maybe. I'm not sure. Lots, Lots of people. Lots did, that, of did that at, I mean, you had just come from a larger, you know, large 280 con, but did that feel, did it actually feel like that many more? And was that many more people potentially overwhelming or was it pretty, um, uh, well scheduled so that you didn't really feel like you're among 480 people. So on the front end, like at the opening ceremonies and stuff and the opening mixers, like you could tell there was a ton of people there mm-hmm. and then, I would say they did a really great job of making it to where you didn't have to feel like you had to be with all 480 people or 450 people throughout the whole thing. Like it was like, do as much or as little as you want. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show when we interview somebody, that's essentially what it was. Do (laughs) as much or as little as you want. Like it's expensive as shit to get over there. And like when you get there, it's not as expensive, but like it costs a lot of money and it takes a lot of privilege to be able to just go over there. So they, I feel like also emphasize like make this trip what you want it to be. And again, different than what I felt in October, which mm-hmm. was one of the reasons, like that was one of the good takeaways that I had from ICA specifically, was just this emphasis on meeting us where we're at in our own journeys. And then Great. you go from there. So like, again, like I went through my stuff and didn't feel pressured to go to the symposium still, or even like really, if I had to show up at my other presentations, but like I was going to show up and obviously do them. But I feel like I could have even been like, I'm going through it and I don't know if I can adequately yeah. perform in the way that I need to. So yeah, uh, overall I thought it was really, I thought it was really Great. well run for sure. Yeah. I, well, I'm okay, definitely which one was better. To no, I'm oh no, I wasn't going <laughs> to ask that either. I'm just kidding. I would never pit two things against each other like that. No, but I definitely want to go. I, it's on my list in three years to go. So I'm trying to definitely make a point to remember. Same but, yeah. We gotta go together at least one I time. I know. I think. Oh my we, god! Think we yeah, we, go. we definitely do. Yeah. If we're, if we're and still, then we can. And then the show can end. Still the John G show. And then the <laughs> show can end. And then the end. show can end. <laughs> so we might be. I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be twenty years. But if you know, Closing. if we're if we're fifty, sixty years old, and we get out there, that's the first time. Hopefully, the John G show is still going on then, so we can close it at that point. Spoiler alert! <laughs> In three years, when wow. the show is happening, I'll be fifty years old. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> so. Thanks for that. Hey, we're not ages <laughs> here. I wasn't gonna. I didn't say anything about it. I was yeah. just saying. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Um, what's the okay? What's like the first silly random memory that comes up when you think about your Korea trip? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, okay, the first thing that comes up is that I, <laughs> I for right after I oh the last night of uh, Christian Liz's husband or partner husband, his pop up at one of the bars in Hongdae. We went and had some cake, and then we left for or cake, the cake was for Liz's birthday. We we're in their hotel room. Then we left. It was like twelve thirty, and I'm like. I was ready to keep going and keep drinking, but I was like, eh, you know, I'm just gonna go back to my hotel. And there it was this little restaurant that's open 24 seven. So it's dope. And I'm like, Ooh, I had some really good kimchi bokumbap in here before. I'm just going to stop here. <laughs> 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 1230. And I'm like, I wanted to drink more, but I'm like, you know what? Let me just get, go ahead and get this big old meal right here. And so I popped in there and ate and I just sit there. I'm like watching captain America winter soldier on my phone. And I'm just eating <laughs> kimchi bokumbap. And I'm just like, I feel really Korean right now. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I just like finished my food, set my tray on the tray thing, and I just went to my hotel and fell asleep. It was great. And that was that's one of my top like five memories of the whole trip was just curbing off from going to the bar because I did uh-huh. honestly feel a little self-conscious going to bars by myself and okay. just going to this restaurant. Did not feel any type of way about going to a restaurant <laughs> sure. at 1230 to get food. I was like the seventh person in there. So like, it shut was up. This all is normal. Good. Yeah. 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 It's so that was that's my favorite like silly moment. The first one that comes to mind is just getting food late night and just watching <laughs> a movie on my phone. That's, really that's funny. great. So on that line, what was your favorite dish or food item yes. that you had during the uh, the two weeks? Man, um, I had a lot of different barbecues, and there was one barbecue. I hope in, it was a Texas like, barbecue, Outer Gangnam. <laughs> that was a Texas Roadhouse. They actually, there was, was a Texas lot Roadhouse. of American steakhouse. <laughs> It was, it was an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, there is an. I think it is an Outback Steakhouse in the Coex Mall where the thing was. Um, oh man. Anyways, in Gangnam, that was so so good, and it was just like a little off the thing. Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't even know where it was. I was like just a, like following a Korean people. mom and pop shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. so 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 good. The best barbecue, and I went to a couple fancy barbecue places, um, but we did go to a place called Wule Oak, which is like a real famous restaurant over there. And we had to wait like two hours to get in. Um, but they are famous for their Namyung, Namyung, the cold Ning-yun. noodles. Yeah. yeah Namyung, <laughs> uh, which was really good. And we, and I was like coming off of like a, I was like a real low moment, not because of emotions, but because of just my energy was low. We were like oh, yeah. walking around and stuff. And I just felt like, Maybe my blood sugar was low or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember that moment and eating those that meal because we got barbecue and we got Namyung. And I was just like, Re-energized. Yeah. I had, wasn't like speaking. I was felt, I was so exhausted. And I was just like, all right, here we go. And I was just eating, eating, eating. I'm Second like, right, wind. Yeah, good. he was like, Popeye just had his can of spinach, baby. Yeah. Essentially, essentially, that's what it was. So I remember that meal very fondly because it was like, it lifted me back up um, for the rest of that week. So. That's funny. Do you have yeah. um, one bit of Koreanness? Could be culture, could be language, could be food, could be whatever uh, that you want to implement now that you're back stateside. Ooh, um, so definitely just freak like frequenting Korean restaurants and just getting more and more familiar <laughs> with the food and just eating it. Yeah. So it's, it just feels like you know I'm supposed to be eating this food. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. It's a weird like. I'm really still all about the American food, just the greasy <laughs> burgers and fries, like give it to me. But yeah. 
you know, there's just something about this particular trip that made me feel like I, this is what I wanted to do. And I think I talked about it in that other episode um, with like me not knowing enough about the food and being like food stupid or whatever I said about it. Yeah. Um, but I think you did specifically say food stupid. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, so it's definitely that. I think honestly, it's more, it's less about the cultural aspects of it. And it's more about just being involved in the community more and not even necessarily the Korean American community here, but just the Asian diaspora communities here in general. And it just made me more hyped up about being involved and doing more things with these organizations. Because when I was there, another thing that I've been thinking about a lot too, a little bit, I guess on the plus side is this feeling of like, taking your mask off and you, you and and blending in with the majority when you're walking around, you know, you don't feel, I never felt anybody was looking at me except when I was covered in sweat. Um, (laughs) but like I, and then realizing that I never, I even to this day still don't have that here in the city and the state that I've lived in my entire life. Like I still know that I wear this mask, navigate this community, Mm -hmm. this neighborhood, this city, in a specific way and realizing that I want to make Asian America here as visible in the, in the positive ways as possible in the most positive ways as possible, because it's just like, we deserve to be able to just live openly and, and safely and okay in ways that you can on the coast in these larger areas. And whether that's building empathy with folks outside of these communities or whether it's getting these communities, organizations that operate outside of the Midwest specifically to take notice of this community and support the initiatives, the events, the organizations who have been here for a long time doing stuff, you know, whatever that looks like, I want to be involved in that. And I want to help facilitate that as much as I can. And so that's what I taken away from that. I want to eat the food more for sure. And I want to make sure that I'm being a better, more active, engaged part of the Asian American community that's here. That's great. Yeah, I think it's it's so interesting. Like, so working with Stephanie Dranka, uh, mm. who was a friend and former guest of the show. Um, so she just launched her first uh, exhibit with Dallas Asian American Historical Society. It was really fantastic. It's called "Leftover: The Enduring Legacy of Chinese Food in Dallas." Um, and it's the same kind of thing. It was like, we've been here for hundreds of years, like, and just thinking about like what it means to carve out a space for us in Dallas and what does that look like? Um, and what is, I mean, even Nathan, like this, obviously this should be more common and I think of it as uncommon partially I think because of the influence of like the coast, but just like Asians who like genuinely get into country music and like country, like culture and all those kinds of things in a way that like, doesn't feel uh, like a survival tactic or in a Mm. way that doesn't feel like, you know what I mean? But just like that they're, they have the freedom to love it because they love it. Um, Yeah. So I, I just think that's weird. I don't know what, what is necessary? Because sometimes, um, like I'll go to the, I'll go to like old Koreatown or new Koreatown here in Dallas, and I'll be like, ah, this is so fun. 
Uh, and then like, I'll hear people speaking in Spanish and that really takes me out of it. But I'm like, <laughs> I can't like somehow just be like, yeah, it's okay. Like LA Koreatown, like probably the second language in LA Koreatown is Spanish, even sure. over Korean just by like population. Uh, so it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know if I just have my own hangups around it, but yeah, I, I totally get that fighting for and building spaces where we can feel like we can let our hair down for lack mm-hmm. of a better term and just yeah. be chill. <laughs> and especially I feel that it's, it's a uh, more apparent after you've been to like Korea or the coasts or something like that. And then you go home to uh, you know, more central U S where we have a lot, you know, a lot more, um, whiteness around us and it's just for me when i was in california great felt comfortable had a great time but i definitely just noticed it a lot more when i came back to to colorado and and there's still a lot of diversity here um well but it's like white by default but it is yeah yeah and and it it, it just takes me aback every time that happens when I, i go between those two spaces um and uh and it does make me want more of of that and or at least a way where i'm not feeling that way where i'm not feeling like i'm standing out at some mm. point um, yeah. and I, I again i don't know how that that's going to happen either but i did want to share another funny story uh real quick that uh what today that, that you just reminded me of this today when i was playing golf and this morning i was just uh i got there early and i was just putting around the little practice green and this other older man i kind of could see him and he kind of came out I usually just pay attention to my own you know ball and he came over and goes he goes Anyang and i was like Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just this little old Korean man um also playing golf and he was he was getting ready to go. He was like just he was in the party about uh in front of ours, but uh it was just funny that he was there and he he said that to me and it, I mean, it surprised me at first. Um and then he, but then he goes, "You're you're Korean, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And, and, <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's I understood I what you said, sir." Yeah, <laughs> I know. I said hello, like, but I didn't say it back. I, that's where I should have probably said that back to him, but seems like you were caught off guard. I was. I was caught off guard, but uh, but I appreciated it and you know, we had this little small chat for a second and you know, I asked him about the course and then he went off and and played, but uh um but yeah, it's just funny when little things like that happen like just out in the wild. Yeah. Uh I will say even when you're on guard for it, it's still hard to catch it. Um, sure. I so I don't remember if I've if I've talked about this on the show, but I get my hair cut at my local Great Clips mm. uh, by a Korean woman. And she was like, after we had talked a little bit, and you're like, are you Korean? I was like, yes. She's like, okay, I work Monday, Thursday, like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, come whenever you come back, like come and I'll cut your hair. I was like, cool. So I've seen her three times now. And we speak in Conglish. And that's really fun. Because mm-hmm. I don't nice. have any vocabulary so she's very patient with me (laughs) but uh it's just like it's like she'll ask me a question and it will process in my head for like four seconds and she'll begin to translate and i'm like wait no i understood one of those words (laughs) so but it's like it's it's really hard to catch it even when like i go in there knowing like okay today i practice my korean i gotta be ready to talk (laughs) and uh yeah but it's just like but it's it's also fun because in the through the course of doing this show, like I learned that Koreans say our or we when referring to like my or mine. Mm. So I'd say like, oh yeah, my Nuna, I'd say Uri Nuna is however old, or I have 
like my brother, Uri Kyung, right? And like those kinds of things. And just be like those little things. I'm like, oh, I know this from the show. And then I had to remember my numbers because we were talking about ages. And I was like, I'm 30. How do I say 30 in Korea? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I'm uh, constantly looking up numbers on my yeah. phone. Well, <laughs> so the, restaurants in, in Korean, it's actually pretty easy because like you do have to learn two sets of numbers, which sucks. But like basically right. you just have to know like one through nine and then 10, a hundred, a thousand. Cause you just say like, to say 30, you say like 310. So if you say right. like 33, you say 310, three, and that's how you do numbers. So I was like, I, I get it. I just don't remember. Yeah, exactly, I know that know, 11 is Yol Hana because Yol is 10. Right. And yeah. Hana is one. Right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so, had to say there was 11 people coming one time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> someone who nice. did not speak any English. And I was like, all right, we're just going to sit down at this table and we're going to make it work. We're going <laughs> to, I can see you trying to like hold up your fingers and going, I don't have 11 fingers. Oh, I Darn was it. walking up the stairs. I'm like, all right, what is this? And I'm like pronouncing it. I'm like, all right, let me listen to the pronunciation. Like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just fun. Like, exactly. Those little bits of, Koreanness in the wild, those little bits to engage in your culture, I think yeah. are, are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually reminds me of uh, Jennifer texted me when she was at Khan and she was like, Oh, she had her own revelation about why it felt so good to be around adoptees mm. specifically. And I think it's one of those things where, again, going back to what we were talking about in the very beginning, it's just like once you experience it, that's one thing. And you can, like, I know the feeling that I'm chasing after, but to build that you have to be able to express that. And that lack mm. of language, I think, is a thing that really shoots us in the foot time and time again because right. we're we're out here trying to figure it out. Uh, I mean, that's what the whole show is about, is trying to give each other language. Um, but yeah, so I hope that I hope that it's we're able to do it. And I'm really excited for everything that happened for you, Patrick, in Korea, even though it sounded like a lot of it was very difficult. <laughs> yeah, and it was there's still a lot of hard work to come. It seems like overall it's yeah. good work and it's right work. So yeah, yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing. Well, I appreciate yes. that. Thanks for listening. It was is cathartic to talk about it with y'all on the show. So yes, well, we appreciate it, and thank you for bringing some snacks from Korea. Which I did it one time. I'm here one time, <laughs> one baby. Time. He is providing the snacks, Patrick, straight from. Straight from actual Korean Straight soil. from the motherland. <laughs> Straight from the motherland. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and cue that up. We'll be Let's right back do with it. a snack item. <laughs> Welcome back to the John Chi Show. Food time. Snacky snack time. Food time. Snickety snack. Snackety snacks. Snackety snickety snack. Uh, we have a very special snack all the way from Korea. So this is truly Korean snacks. Aren't technically most of all of our snacks from Korea? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a minor detail. Um, <laughs> but these are hand transported from from Korea from Patrick himself. I did so, transport these by hand. Yes, hundred so, percent. Allegedly, he shipped this illegally. Yes, it's illegally. Yeah. He undeclared. Ran yeah. through customs. <laughs> no, they could. You'll never take me alive. <laughs> You'll never take me and my almonds alive. I consume so, them all. He'd just be like these nuts, and be like, "We <laughs> don't get You'll it." You'll never take my nuts. Oh, that wait. would be worth it. That would be 100% be like, worth Koreans it. Koreans are like, I don't get it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, these are just almonds. That sounds like viral uh, video to me. So. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll talk about these almonds a little bit. I did bring <laughs> okay. some almonds here. That's what we're having is almonds. Um, I don't remember where I heard about these, uh, but 
Wait, am I still here? Okay. Find an almond. Um, but these are Tom's Farms almonds. And essentially what's happening here is there's a bunch of different flavors of these almonds. HBAF, though. On the packaging, yes. HBAF, which stands for Healthy But Awesome Flavors and is a product of the Korean almond importer Gilim. I'm assuming that I'm pronouncing that correctly, and I'm not going to take any corrections on my pronunciation. (laughs) Um, I think they got around like 20, 24 flavors. They have like, they come in huge package sizes. Nathan was just telling us about how H Mart near him, they are super expensive. I do not remember these being very expensive, but they might have been. I mean, and nuts in general, I feel, are kind of expensive too. So even, you know, that's true. It's from the, from the U.S. So that's true. Know, it takes a lot to, to make an almond. Um, apparently, these particular almonds gained popularity during the honey butter trend in Ooh, South Korea yeah. in 2015. Well, yeah, it was a big, big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the time, convenience stores were sold out on honey butter products due to the craze behind this interesting taste. <laughs> Uh, ex total exported value around 140 million won per year, which if mm. I'm thinking about it, doesn't sound like that much money. I guess to say uh, I don't have any, any reference of how much money that is. Is going to be like no clue. 14,000, I think. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Um, <laughs> was listed in Savour Magazine's top 100 favorites from the world of food. Mm, okay. Doesn't say when. So. Mm. I don't know if I'm trusting this website, but <laughs> well, with I HBAF them. almonds, you can have all the delicious and fun flavors of a treat with the health benefits of a nutritious snack. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. Well, we have 18 of the 20 flavors oh, uh, yes. that I've sent to my fellow co-hosts here, and we're going to try four of them for you today. Yes, uh, I just it up. 140 million is 107,000. Okay. All so, right, I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's I good or bad. Don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say either. <laughs> Let's just I mean, roll through a few flavors here for the for the listeners. Just uh, sounds like they should bump the price up in the on the nine ninety nine. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so which ones are we trying? Um, which well, one are we I'll trying list first? a few flavors just that we have, and then we'll go through the ones we want. Just because the people should know, there's the honey butter, of course, the the roasted onion, tiramisu. Black sugar, garlic bread, uh, baked corn, and then I think the the rest of these are the ones we're gonna try. Which is well, I know they have wasabi, uh, matcha, Jeju matcha, which is interesting. Is that a specific matcha from Jeju Island? Is that I would assume so. Assume that it is. But I just Famous didn't even Island. know that was a thing. Is Jeju Island known for its matcha? I, I mean, I mean, Jeju Island is known. I don't it know if known. matcha is known. Huh. It but. is known. People know Jeju. All right. I also yeah. just want to point out really quickly, these are yeah. not expired. <laughs> hey, oh, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you should buy uh, all the snacks, Patrick. Let's start with the, uh, the Jeju matcha. Expired stuff. All right. We're going to start with the Jeju matcha. All right. It seems like a light flavor. I don't see a clear open here. <laughs> just, I just ripped. Mine is a tad melted, but it's okay. going to taste the same. I want to say that these small sample packs are great because you get a little, um, a little bit of all the different flavors. However, I feel like I only had four almonds in this package. <laughs> I you also only, only had four almonds. Only had four almonds. I'm like, yeah. that's that's. I mean, hey, I don't feel as bad when I go. I've already finished the package. 
Yeah, I mean, I know we were only going to try a few of these packages. I'm, I, I know, feel like I'm like, I want to try all the packages I'm try all now. Them, no. Oh, well. um, it's super good. So generally, yeah, like just imagine like a, a yogurt covered or like chocolate covered almond with the matcha. And this one is interesting because it was like sweet, which I, yeah. I mean, I know green tea was sweet, but like given the Korean foods are generally not that sweet. I was like, that's nah, probably, but this one's pretty sweet. So yeah. I will overall, say there was... A lot of sweets available in mm. Korea, oh, literally yeah. everywhere. And like for breakfast, it's like cakes and like muffins and all kinds of like non-breakfast carbs food. and pastries. Mm. Yes, okay. interesting. Which I thought was interesting. I also should point out um, for anyone who goes to a store looking for these, they have very cute packaging. Um, they actually have like little almonds on the front doing something that has something <laughs> to do with the flavor. Like for it's example, maybe- these spicy ones there's a little nut with fire flying out of his mouth and he looks like he's in pain <laughs> it's maybe not great though because wouldn't that imply that like the almonds are killing each other and wrapping themselves up in the flavors <laughs> to be shipped off for human consumption yeah uh, well they're just like sacrificing themselves to their that's human their life's overlords. purpose yikes that's tragic yikes what's next what well, let's go next? to spice spice yeah All let's right. leave like the last sweet one for the end so I'm curious oh, about this hot chicken, hot and spicy chicken flavor. Is it going to taste like ramen? Oh, man. Like wow. a blue dog ramen. Yeah. I cannot oh, open this fun. one. It doesn't smell very spicy. Yes, I can. Well, I took Ooh, two. I like this one. This one's, this one's, yeah. this this one's, one's good. got a lot more spice than I expected this almond to have. This one's also a sweet flavor. True. Yeah. Like sweet and spicy. So I've had the wasabi flavor, and the wasabi flavor is n- at no point like spicy wasabi. It just has the flavor of wasabi and then a little bit of sweetness on the inside as well. This too, it's this one's way more hotter, um, but it still has that sweet, sweet and hot. Is it like that CW hot though? Yeah, and this one had a lot more almonds in it. This one has seven or eight. I know, I, I <laughs> rolled right through your through your pop culture joke. I just have a, I have a oh, joke good. that... I don't have a strong mind's eye, so anytime someone's talking about people that I don't know, I just imagine them all as CW hot. That makes sense. So I do the same. Um, this is hot, mm. spicy chicken almond. Oh, I feel this down. Oh, hello. That I feel was this a low. good bag. I have. I've only eaten two. Oh, I this has more. Yeah, uh, this one had like eight in it. Yeah. All right. This one's. I don't know if hot. I can just say down to the hatch, but because I'm feeling it low. Um, you're feeling it low, like how low? <clears throat> like, Throat low or like no, low, like low. lower, like uh, <laughs> top of the stomach low. Mm. This is going to be a fun show. So, anyways, yeah, um, it's hot, spicy chicken almond flavor, yeah. and I just said like, oh, like the like the brand Budok, like ramen, but yeah. also the Korean says Budok mat. So there you I go. Guess that's oh, bul is fire, right? Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know. Isn't mat is flavor. So I guess doc is chicken. Chicken? Yeah. yeah. Fire chicken flavor. Fire chicken. All right. Now what? Oh, I got to finish my nuts. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to shake my nuts here in a second. Let's see here. How about the... Enjoy enjoy me. Enjoy me. What did we say it was? that's interesting. So that is rice cakes. I like how like, I said, what did we say it was? Like we yeah, defined like we invented it. <laughs> so you can see the little almonds holding them up. They're like little, um, little rice cake desserts. I will say they're kind of difficult to open. This has you know, milk in it in the in the ingredients. Oh no way! Okay, so look on the front of that picture. 
you know, you see that little thing that he's sitting on that almonds, he's like sitting on some sort of like, it's almost like a fold out chair, a wooden yeah. fold out chair. It looks very similar to the one that I have. You that have that my, same chair. My godmother Are you actually uh, back in Oklahoma almond? bought one, uh, like a chair in Korea or like a little like, like device that holds things like a, um, I want to say so that those see those little cords those are it acts like a backpack and then you put stuff on I think I think it's for rice actually ah I do see and you carry the rice in stacks behind it but you carry it like a backpack it's like a uh, yeah and I have one of those like hanging in my storage room well yeah, let's that's see interesting huh <clears throat> oh, that man. must be how they're transporting the angel in- move yeah. this is good this is a good palate cleanse oh these are also very uh, thickly coated oh, I got mm. three in this one. Rude. This is like very, like mild, almost chocolatey, like white chocolatey almost. Yeah, I wish I knew what Angel Me was, but Google doesn't know, so therefore I don't know. Uh, when I looked it up, it's it's those little rice cakes, like in a little. But the ingredients say milk, so that's the only word I could recognize. In like the sea stuff. of Korean flavors. <clears throat> Oh, wait, this also says milk, so maybe it's not milk. I mean, it is milk, but maybe it's not a flavor thing. Um, I mean, yeah, the recipes. Ah, my mouth is still burning a little bit from the spice. <laughs> we got one more to chase it down with. Yep. All right. What should we go with, uh, sweet or savory? I thought we were doing the cookies and cream. Like we can. Yeah, but these are all really sweet. Yeah, so that let's last one well. was pretty sweet, so all that's right. why I'm thinking to... I kind of want to switch to, like, the garlic bread or something. Yeah. I don't know. Let's do the garlic bread. All right. 35 and, kilocalories. Yeah. And again, cute little almonds cooking some garlic bread in an oven on the front. With a oh, little Italian little pieces flag. of crouton or something in here. Oh, yeah. nice. That is unexpected. Oh. Ah, <laughs> no. Oh, it smells garlicky. <laughs> no. Oh, it's so garlicky. Mmm. Oh, goodness. I'm going to say this is not good. The ward off the spirits. <laughs> no more vampires. Oh gosh. Yeah, it is. It's like a garlic crouton. But Oof. also buttery. Very buttery on the end, which makes sense. I think you have to like garlic for this one. A lot. You gotta like it a lot. I can't imagine eating more than that sample pack. See, we could have the cookies and cream. We still can. <laughs> Nathan's like, I'm going to turn this segment into a mukbang. We still can, he says. <clears throat> I still have one of the spicy ones. I'm going to have that as a... Ooh, that's as smart. A, as a finisher. I like the spicy one. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right, I rated all four of these individually. Individually? Okay. Well, well I yeah. I guess I didn't voice that I was going to do that. I just did it. <laughs> no, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, hit me with it. Start it off. All right. I gave the matcha a four. I thought that was a good taste, even mm. though matcha is not necessarily my favorite flavor. Just thought it was solid. I gave the hot chicken a 4.5. I thought that was real good. And I don't know what would have took it over the top for me, but real good. I gave the Injil Me another 4.5. I thought it was the right mixture of sweetness and texture really? uh, for what I was looking for and almond taste. And then I gave the garlic a 2.5 because <laughs> it was just right down the middle for me. Too much garlic and... Maybe not enough almond, but it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever eaten. But I also agree, I probably wouldn't do more than the sample pack at any one time. 
The overall, <laughs> like a four point two five. Yeah, what's the <clears throat> what's the average of that? I think that's pretty close to the average. I will type it in, but somebody else can go if you want. No, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty accurate. Oh, we're, I'm looking it up, Nathan. You can't stop me. <clears throat> yeah, I'm trying to think of oh, how 3. my 3.875. Okay. Yeah. The 2.5 really hurts. <laughs> that, yeah, that's 2.5. 2.5. I don't know yeah. if I'd go with it. I mean, I like garlic. I do too, but not like that. Yeah, it's just undecided. like, it's almost, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's like that sweetness that's in all of these flavors. Uh-huh. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. mix well with the garlic. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. What are your ratings? You can just do one rating, one overall rating. No, I, I like the individual ratings. I think that's good because some of the flavors are actually better. All right. Um, I actually, overall, I think they were all somewhat equal. The The garlic bread was my least favorite. You're right. Um, but I wouldn't, I mean, it's garlicky, but uh, I would give it like a three. Um, mm. And the rest I would give, I would probably give the rest of them a 4.5, honestly. I think all of them were were equally um, tasty and uh, accurately flavored for what, <laughs> you know, what they were accurately advertising. Flavored. I like <laughs> you know, you know, it's not like too artificial or, right. or too, uh, like, what is this kind of a flavor kind of thing? I think they were all very accurate. So, you know, overall, I think all of them were about a four out of five. So, total. Uh, so, the average rating of yours, Nathan, then is 4.125. There you go. 4.1. Uh, so, yeah, I am going to say, I think a, a 2.5 is fair for the garlic in terms of it just being like straight down the middle. Um, it was fine. Um <laughs> I'm going to say Injomi, uh, I would give like a four. Um, the matcha, I think, gets also a four. They're good, uh, and I didn't love the like creaminess of it. Mm, sure. But I also appreciated the creaminess of it. Like, I think now that I know what to expect, maybe I would be like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then the spicy one, I'm going to give a 4.5. Hey, um, I thought spicy. it was really good. I think, I wish it didn't hit me low like it did. <laughs> I don't know if that was like yeah, operator. Yeah, I don't know if that was operator error or what. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. Uh, which gives my overall rating to be 3.75. Mm, all right. So 3.75 to 4.1. Pretty, pretty good for oh. healthy, but... <laughs> healthy but also <laughs> but fun healthy but fun. awesome healthy but healthy awesome but yeah. flavor awesome. flavors yeah and H-E-A-S. who knows these ratings could change the overalls mm. when you try some of these other some of the other i mean i've other had other the honey butter and the wasabi both of those were really good um i think actually all these other flavors are going to be good to be honest um i'm looking forward to the uh the cookies and cream one but you know i'm looking forward to that one you know what I'm not holding my breath on though? Baked corn. Hmm. Yeah. I can't. Well, you never know. It could be. I don't think I've had a know. single Korean corn product that I've just been oh, super gung ho about. Corn nope. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No. Not. It's the corn cheese. Triggered show. some PTSD for me. <laughs> corn cheese. Yeah, Old that was cheese paste. <laughs> yeah. Um, on a Cheeto. Well, yeah, that's the show. We are we are back officially. We are back, baby. Yes. Yeah. 
We'll have a bunch of more interviews coming up soon. And uh, thank you to everybody who came to Con and actually got uh, had bought some merchandise because we yes, had the thank you. new uh, aprons cooking aprons that we had and we'll be throwing those up on the merch site as well oh yeah because uh, how do i get one of those <laughs> yeah i know and you need to get one patrick got one gotta buy one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll support the show we should announce oh we should have announced this earlier but i don't know it's it's if anyone stuck around and you're still listening bay to <laughs> la september are you gonna be in los angeles for that i don't know AKA are you asking SF? us if we're gonna be there no, I'm I mean I'm thinking to, about it. I don't. I don't talking really know, to the honestly. people, the people, the peoples. So yes, we are people. going to be um, the speakers at the uh, AKSF uh, LA. One of the speakers. Beta LA. One of the speakers. And yes, <laughs> for that. But uh, so if anybody is looking to attend that, actually, um, it was California only up until August sixth. So by the time this airs, everything it'll be open. But it is <laughs> limited seating. <laughs> So get your tickets. Yeah, get, get your, your tickets, tickets early. Um, we would yeah. love to hang out with you. I I mean, I'm only going to be there for, I think, less than 48 hours. So it's not like I've got a ton of time to hang out otherwise, but <laughs> we'll definitely try to figure something out. So yeah, we will yeah. figure something out. Our third anniversary, returning mm-hmm. to our original anniversary stomping grounds where we met for the first time. Yes, for our third it's- anniversary, we're celebrating <laughs> the second anniversary of the first time that we met together. Yes. <laughs> Amongst That's the way we do it. Back in LA. <laughs> Though September 9th, again, go to AKASF, uh, their pages if you want to find out more. Go to their pages if you want to find out more. We don't have that information. But if you want information about us, you can go to our website, johnchishow.com, and find out all the information there. You can also buy some aprons from our store. Yeah, our you store works. Woo. Other ways to support <laughs> us. If you want to reach out to us for whatever reason and share all your lovely stories and comments and compliments, that we really like to receive. You can do so at John Chi show on all the social media platforms. You can do so via email to John Chi show at gmail.com. You can also do so by phone nine, seven, two, six, seven, seven, 88, 67. Crushed it. Crushed it. We are back in the saddle and I am remembering phone numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> The other thing that you can do if you want to support the show is leave us a rating or review on whatever player that you're currently listening to this on. If they allow and have capabilities for that, we always greatly appreciate those as well. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, we just dropped the number. We have a voicemail that we're supposed to have listened to multiple times ago. Gosh and dang it. we are going to get to it. Thank you, person who's left the voicemail. I haven't heard it. I don't think Nathan's heard it. I haven't heard it. Okay, well, we're going to listen to it soon. Um, if you want to follow along with me individually, you can do that at Patrick in the world, even though I'm not posting right now. Um, or your other podcast or my other podcast. I wasn't going to plug it, but you can conversation pod piece, uh, on Instagram. We have some cool stuff coming up here in August and September. It's less so. successful, but still also good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate all adoptee voices. Even Patrick's twice. Yeah, even you my voice twice. You want to double dip with Patrick in the world. Yeah, I literally just have the exact same conversation. I actually just run the episodes that we record here. Then so. he just takes us out of it. Yeah. It's just me and then silence. And then and me then silence. and then silence. Excellent. Do you guys uh, have places? Yeah, I'm at KJ Relke, wherever I want to be found on the internet. And the Joe uh, Which no show. longer includes... Twitter slash X. I think I just deleted my. Mm-hmm. I'm about X to delete X. my. 
Okay. Yeah, cancel out of that business. So, but I am on Mark. Threads, so that's fun. Threads. Hey. Look at you, you influencer. Mm, <laughs> I, don't I, don't, know. I don't think that's accurate. I don't know anyone who's on that. I mean, everybody's <clears> on it. Everyone but me. I am on Instagram <laughs> at nnowak and Facebook at Nathan Nowak. Beautiful transition. All right. <laughs> We're back. We will be back with another episode after this one, I think. And we have a bunch of guest interviews coming up that we're really excited about. So until next time, John Chi. John Chi. I miss hearing that music. That was great. I'm going to edit this episode only so I can take Nathan's little O's and just have them trail <laughs> off of here for...